Welcome to another week of A Heart for Scripture. This week you're going to be reading in the book of Daniel. And I'm sure you're even familiar with some of these stories as you maybe learned them as a kid or reading them to your kids now. And as you read the book of Daniel, you're going to see how it's highlighted that God is sovereign over all the affairs of nations and empires and kings, but he's also kind to work in the life of his servants. He sees the details and the trials of his own people and is mighty enough to save even one single person. You're familiar probably with the story of King Nebuchadnezzar and how he sets up this golden idol for all of his people to worship. And if they don't worship this golden idol, he says that they will be cast into the furnace. Well, three men decide that they cannot bow down to a false idol or God, but they must, they must worship the one and true living God. When King Nebuchadnezzar finds out about this and he asks these men why they, they won't bow down to his idol that he sits, sets up, it's my favorite response in Daniel. And it's Daniel 3, 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. How much is there to learn from the response of these three brave and courageous men? When everyone else in their culture decides to turn away from God and worship false idols, these men decide to make a stand and say that they will not. Even when their life is on the line, when they're threatened with death, they decide that they are bound to worship only the one true living God. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego decide that they're not going to worship this idol, and the king says that he's going to make the furnace seven times hotter than it normally is. It's as hot as it possibly can go. And you're going to see the irony in this story as the soldiers, they come and bring these three men to the furnace. They die because the, the heat of this furnace. This king, this earthly king, can't protect his own soldiers, but God himself protects his servants. You see, as the Lord saves them in verse 27, it says, The hair of their heads were not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, no smell of fire had even come upon them. What an incredible story of God's deliverance. I believe the Lord wants to encourage us as a church to cling to his word, to live for an audience of one, that being only the Lord, to worship him alone. As we live in an ever-changing society and culture that not only does wrong, but will harm you if you don't join in on the wrong that they're doing, we are called to worship only the Lord himself. Sure, we may have our public name killed. We may be thrown into the furnace of social media and news outlets, but I think the Lord is calling us that we need to cling to him and him alone. The book of Daniel then provides a very similar story again in Daniel 6 when Daniel himself is delivered from the mouths of lions in the pit. His life is threatened as well because he decides that he will only worship God after a decree goes out that says it's illegal to pray to anyone else besides the king. Once again, he stands in the face of a wicked culture and he decides that his heart is bound to the Lord, even in the midst of death itself. Yet the Lord protects his life and he is spared. 
What I love about this story is how the life of Daniel and him being delivered from death is just a picture of what Christ has done for us. So let me share three ways that this points to the life of Christ, a shadow of what Christ has done. First, we see that Daniel's enemies wanted to get rid of him. So they invented these new laws so that Daniel would be with fault. We were told in the beginning of chapter 6 that Daniel actually has no fault or error in him. We see something very similar with the life of Christ. He's without error, without sin, yet his enemies make up laws and rules and regulations so that Christ may be killed. Second, we see how Daniel hears about his enemy's plans and what his response is is to go to his house and pray. That's what he, he continues to keep doing. We see the same thing in the life of Jesus as he hears about his crucifixion coming. He goes to the garden to pray and commune with the Father. Third, we see how Daniel, he's thrown into the den of lions to be killed, and yet the Lord protects his life. He spares his life. Yet you may notice this is where the story differs than that of Christ. Jesus, he, he is hung on a cross. He does die. His life is not spared. Jesus dies unlike Daniel. Yet God raises him from the dead, ultimately giving us freedom from death and Jesus' dominion over death and us freedom from sin and death so that uh, we could worship him and live for him. So as you read this week, I'm praying you may pick up on some of these themes. Pick up on ways that this book points to Christ and his deliverance. That you may be amazed at God's mighty hand in delivering people from sin and the dominion of death.